0: Why is redefining wealth so important right now?
1: So everything I just listed, those are what I now call the six pillars of wealth. And those are the parts of your life that impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. Wow. Cause everything that we do connects back to how we relate to money. Most people don't have a money problem. They have a people problem. They have a faith problem, they have a purpose problem, but we think chasing money is gonna be the answer. It's never the answer. You will still feel unfulfilled. You'll still be unhappy and you'll still be broke, not just financially broke, but broken in spirit.
0: It has to work where it has to work. All right, welcome to this episode of Circle of Greatness. I have somebody so special about to come before you. I'm talking about finance maven, mogul, boss, author, top podcaster and she's actually the reason why i proposed to my wife on steve harvey without further ado y'all i'm bringing to you my friend my sister and just an all-around boss patrice what up sis what's up thank you for coming on the show
1: i'm so excited to finally be yes here. Thank,
0: thank you thank you for making some time i know you you traveling around the world you 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 living it up so thank you so I don't know if you remember this something you did for me. I will never forget what you said to me. So um, and I want to look at y'all for a minute because I think this is important. Like I was I wanted to propose to my wife uh, and I was just going to do it on the local TV station. For some reason, I don't know what made me say, let me just ask Patrice, because Patrice was always on Steve Harvey show, was a mentor and they worked together and she went and asked and. And she said something and it was critical. And I, and I try to live my life this way because you said you never know who got the power to bless you.
1: Yeah. And
0: that is so pop. Like you, you never know who got the. And I never forgot you oh saying gosh, that to me. You I can't never believe know. you remembered
1: that. Oh, I what will I, never
0: forget it. You let me never tell know. you what I
1: actually say. Yeah. I always say there's always someone watching you yeah. who has the power to bless you. Ooh. But who are they watching you be? Ooh. And I remember yeah. having that conversation with you. Yeah. And it wasn't like I just went and asked Steve. Yeah. I literally put together the pitch yes. to the producer yes. and said, I know this young man. Yep. He's like a mentee, yep. like all this stuff. Yep. And I would love to see this happen. Yep. And next thing I know.
0: It happened. I'm talking about it happened. Fa- I'm talking about within weeks or two that we was on the show. I didn't pay for my wife still got the same ring. I got an upgrader. But that ring did us justice yes. on the show. Maxwell came out. They, they, they said, Patrice said, we got to make sure this is right for you. Who your favorite singer? Maxwell. He happened to be in town. And they said, if you had your dream, what would it be? All right, flying on a helicopter, land, and then propose. They said, well, liability won't allow us to do right. that. What's next? Well, I would love this. And they did that. So yeah. I'm happy you said that. I, I think I want to be more intentional now with blessing people. I, don't, I think mm-hmm. we got a lot of power to bless people. And I don't know us, when I say us not speaking, me, I'm not doing enough job, good enough job blessing people. Just because I know I can help you. Why won't I? Meaning I help people, mm-hmm. but I might start making it intentional to help maybe one person, maybe a month or a week in an intentional way. So the other night I'm in my Uber. Met a lady on Uber, we're driving home and I ordered a regular Uber, not an Uber mm-hmm. X or Uber VIP or something. So I'm in the car, it was like 1130 at night and she was like, I'm like, man, like, she, hey, how you doing? Like, I'm good. How are you? Honestly, not good. I'm like, I was about to cancel the Uber. I mean, when you say <laughs> not good, which like, you is everything yeah. good? I just don't feel good. I'm uh, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, all right, you good to get me home? Like, I want to mm-hmm. make sure you're not so tired. Yeah, I'll be fine, but I'm just really tired. I'm like, why don't you just stop driving? She said, well, I need $50 tonight. Yeah, night.
1: Because I can't.
0: Yeah, I, I need 50 tonight. night, she said. Um, my daughter just got this internship, XYZ, and we just, a single mother, I'm trying to figure it out. So while I'm in the car, I already knew I was going to at least give her the $50. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me get you off of this road. So fast forward got home ended up my wife cashed after the 50. but while I'm in that car where your daughter going oh interning turning that bone what she need she needs bedding she needs food to eat what you need my car just got um pet boys just damaged my car so I went home had all this info oh what's your what's your Instagram okay what's your cash app I'm just putting it mm-hmm. together and I went online I said yo man y'all let's just go in and bless this lady I don't know her from a can of paint. Yeah. I don't know like I'm just listening to what she told me mm-hmm. but yes I could send her the money but I want to do a random act. Can y'all all all bless her? Mm -hmm. I believe she was able to get a few thousand dollars, but she said, you don't know, man, like I'm like you changed. that helped me so much. What did that cost me to do? It cost me five minutes of my time to be able to do something so simple for me. But, could
1: yeah life-changing she'll never forget that moment
0: yeah and 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 imagine a week late like she probably could have took off for a week not be so Mm -hmm. i'm in my car 12 hours a day yeah so i appreciate you doing that for me it opened up but you just saying it is like i gotta be more do more i think
1: but i think that you're already open to being that way and i don't know that it's so you know strategic i think that you can allow yourself to be spirit-led yeah because people would always ask me to pitch stuff for them. Yeah. I didn't feel led to. Yeah. So I'm also very clear that it has to be led. Like yeah. I have to feel led to mm-hmm. give in that way because I'm never doing it just because, just for show. You walk by people every day that have needs, spoken yeah. and unspoken, yeah. but we're all assigned to people mm. at like divine right times. And you just have to be open to listening to yourself, to that still small voice like, okay, This is it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, giving is a wealthy habit. Mm,
0: You know, it's just it's just
1: a form of sowing and you're not sowing because you're trying to get back from that person. But just because that's your mindset and that's your heart's posture, you're always going to be okay. because there's always someone who's also watching you Mm. who has the power to bless you. Mm. It's just it's a beautiful cycle. It's a beautiful circle.
0: Yeah. So when I first met you, you were you were uh you like you are and was like the leader in finances uh just crushing it, it was you like let said the budget niece it was only yep, a Tiffany. few of y'all tanya rapley yep. my fab finance yep. and leading the charge on redefining wealth mm-hmm. at the time it was around more so money and um just really helping people understand finances and mm-hmm. i wish i would have understood i wish somebody was try- showing me what wealth was earlier on um uh, why is redefining wealth from the money aspect so important right now?
1: Um. Well, yeah, at that time there were a lot of us. You mentioned Tiffany and Tanya. Well, actually, not a lot of us. There yeah. were a few the of us. Was, now, there are a lot more yeah. African American yeah. women in particular yes. yeah. in this space. But 10 years ago, it was like the three of us yeah. and a few other what people. What made you start
0: that, though? Where, how how um, did you get the.
1: Well, redefining wealth was born just from. Just the understanding, Neo, that I was helping people with what used to be called real money answers. And I was so good at giving people on the Steve Harvey show, Dr. Oz, like all the media I was doing, the good sound bites on practical financial wisdom. Mm -hmm. But when I would speak on stages and meet people in the back of the room, meet people at the airport, they would always say, I heard what you said, but. And the, but was always followed by all the other parts of life that were really impacting their finances. And I had this moment, I was on the Dr. Oz shows like 2016. And I remember, you know, Dr. Oz loves a good visual. I'm on the show. They're like, we're going to talk to people about saving on their groceries. And we start moving these little felt pieces of broccoli from one board to the next. And that still small voice was like, this is not the truth about wealth as Mm. you know it, you know, that when you were on the bathroom floor in 2009, after losing everything in the recession, foreclosure, car repossession, bankruptcy, and you were scraping together change. Oh. After having a seven-figure business, you were scraping together change to feed your daughter. Wow. You know that this little board moving broccoli from one, that wouldn't have been what would helped you. Yeah. When I was on the bathroom floor and I found that scripture, Proverbs 17, 16, it said, What good is money in the hands of a fool if they had no desire to seek wisdom? Mm so i started to really unpack what is wisdom wisdom is knowledge and information right i'm sorry i started to really unpack it and i realized knowledge is just information and education but wisdom is knowing how to apply it right so a lot of us hear all the information and then we still get stuck on the application because we don't have wisdom and wisdom really comes through the doing it comes through the communities through being in a circle of greatness where other people are having these elevated conversations And in 2016, when I was on the Dr. Oz show, I was like, I don't want to talk about money like this anymore because I know what I've been doing since 2009 when I got up off that bathroom floor. It wasn't just cutting coupons. It wasn't just budgeting. It wasn't doing the basic things we hear all the time. I was working on myself mentally and physically. I was working on my relationships personally and professionally. I was really working on my faith not just saying i believe in something but making time to practice it Mm. i was working on my space what does my environment say about me what does it reflect about who i say i want to become i was working on my purpose not just working to chase money but working because i wanted to feel fulfilled and know that my life had impact and then i could do all the things i had always heard about money Mm. right so everything I just listed, those are what I now call the six pillars of wealth. Wow! And those are the parts of your life that impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. Because wow. everything that we do connects back to how we relate to money. It connects back to how we spend money, manage money, all of the stuff. Yeah. Most people don't have a money problem. They have a people problem. Yeah. They have a faith problem. Wow. They have a purpose problem. Wow. They're not in the right space. They're around people that really deserve uh, some more boundaries. They have all these other things going on, but we think chasing money is going to be the answer. It's never the answer. You will still feel unfulfilled. You'll still be unhappy and you'll still be broke, not just financially broke, but broken in spirit.
0: They're different. I Listen to this episode. You probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique. Very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs. Right. No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do. I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to eventspacemasterclass.com right now, go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. I gotta ask you though, because you said something and I, you went over it. You said you went bankrupt. You did all of this from having a seven figure business mm-hmm. and going. How do you pick yourself back up? Well, what was the cause of it, mm-hmm. if you don't mind? But how do you pick yourself up from a spirit? Because I would probably be embarrassed. Oh yeah. I would feel shame. Shame. I would Guilt. feel a lot of. But you went and built another crazy. <laughs> like how do you? They say once you do it once, you could do it again. But mm-hmm. talk, talk me through that process. Because somebody right now is going through that. Like I'm yeah. at the bottom of my bottom. I don't know how I'm gonna get back. I'm feeling shameful. My business just fell. I don't want to tell nobody. Mm-hmm. Talk me through that.
1: Yeah, so what actually led to that is in 2007, when the real estate market was beginning to crash, yep. I was actually in the hospital on bed rest. Mm. So I know you didn't have 17 kids since I last yeah, saw you, yeah. um, but you already know that if a woman falls down the stairs at 20 weeks pregnant, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, I, I got to the emergency room and they said, ma'am, I'm sorry, this baby's coming any minute now. There's nothing we could do. I did what I knew to do. I started to pray. I called and asked other people to pray. And what was supposed to be any minute now ended up with me being on hospital bed rest for 10 weeks. Wow. And then my daughter, Reagan, was in the hospital for three and a half weeks in the NICU. So... All this time though, I'm watching the news and every day the banks that I work with are closing down one by one. Wow! I have 16 loan officers and real estate agents who work on my team. Wow! Um, I was a real estate and mortgage broker okay. since I was like 22. So you're a broker. Okay. Yep. I was a broker. And so I have all these people on my team. They can't close any deals because the banks that we work with are not lending and it's a whole thing. Um, and it literally got to the point where I was wearing a a little monitor around my waist to monitor the baby. And the doctor came in and she said, Patrice, if you don't stop stressing, you're going to leave here two years in a row with no baby. Wow. Because the year before I had a son who passed away after five hours, he was also born prematurely. Wow. So all of these things are happening. Wow. I literally had to ask them to take the TV off the wall because I didn't want to keep watching the news where they were talking about all this stuff. Uh, My husband at the time took the laptop away and I just had a Bible. And I had a, a red leather journal that I used to write to my baby and an iPod. So, you know, this is old, an iPod with like praise and worship yeah. uh, music on it. And I just had to faith my way all the way through that. Um, but when I got out, I also learned that the insurance company had dropped me. So that whole time I was racking up almost $400,000 in medical debt. Yeah. Ooh. So this is what led to you know, losing everything, me laying the team off eventually and just having to voluntarily give back my Range Rover. We had matching Range Rovers. We lived in a huge house in Southern California and literally we ended up fleeing. Uh, It was like 2008, about a year later, to Metairie, Louisiana, where I lived in a 600-square-foot apartment after living in a 6,000-square-foot home.
0: And then in Louisiana, in whatever part.
1: From one L.A. to the next L.A. Now, no shade to people from Louisiana. But it was a culture shock for me. It was very different coming from Los Angeles. Um, But when you ask how did I do it? This is where I think the faith pillar really comes in. And to me, it's not being like overly religious. It's understanding that faith for me has meant believing that all things are happening for me and not to me. Mm. So even though this was one of the worst times of my life, I still felt like it was a season. Yeah. And that's what keeps people stuck and keeps people down because when they experience a setback or a failure sometimes like some kind they start to go, "Oh, my life, my, like my life is over and all this." It wasn't fun. It was literally one of the worst things I've ever experienced. But I also used to have these mantras I would say. I would look at people in Range Rovers driving by me and I'd be like, Been there, done that on the way back. Mm. I would go walk along the lakeside and look at the big homes, five, six thousand square foot homes that reminded me of my house in California. And I'd be like, I'll be back. I'll be back. Like, you know, this is a season. So my mindset is always when I experience anything, even most recently going through a divorce after 18 years of being in a relationship with someone, 15 years of marriage, Even though this has been a difficult season, yeah. I believe that I've navigated with as much ease and grace and peace and dignity as possible yeah. because I'm like, it's a season. Yeah. And in this season, there's a lesson. There are multiple lessons that I get to learn. There are things I get to discover about myself. And all of these things are going to come together for my good because I say so yeah. and because that's what I believe. Yeah. And I think that Steve Harvey used to tell me all the time, you don't get what you want, you get what you believe.
0: Mm. And I believe
1: mm. that it's a season. I believe this is temporary. Yeah. And that's the space you have to be in when you're in one of these times.
0: That's good. I like it. It's temporary. It's temporary. Yeah. ooh, Been there, done that. If, if you had it and lost it, been there, done that, and I'm on my way back.
1: And if you've never had it, yeah. like, I see you, I'm coming. Yeah. Whatever you have to create. Yeah to like declare for yourself. I believe in declarations, mantras, affirmations. Yep. I believe that words are powerful. And so whatever we speak, right? Like our words are so powerful, we have the ability to magnify and magnetize whatever we verbalize. Yeah. So choose your words impeccably.
0: So I know life, like you just said, going through a divorce, uh, I don't know what that feels like. Um, but you talked about redefining wealth before we started filming. You said earlier at times, it was more so the pillars, the mm-hmm. redefining wealth through wealth. Now for you, redefining wealth looks like you mentioned about finding yourself. Yeah. I don't know if I really know myself. Like I don't, like yeah. I don't, I, I actually have no clue. So the other day I was asking God like, man, what do you actually want me to do? Like I'd just be doing a bunch That's of That's such. And I don't know what I should be doing. Either. You know what? Still to this day.
1: I commend you for that. Yeah you're not going to know immediately, but the fact that you spoke life to that really gives God room to start to show you. But the most important thing is that you're not afraid to ask those questions to interrogate. A lot of us just go, I mean, this is what I've been doing. This is who I've been. This is what people call me. This is what people know me as. This is what they said I should do. And we never question. We just stay on autopilot, Mm -hmm. but The path to authenticity is to ask questions. And when you start asking questions, and I believe as you do it, your questions get better and better and better. You get better answers. And I've been taking people through, you know, this journey of what I've been calling redefining love is redefining love of self, love of others and love of God. Like I want to understand for myself who God is to me. Because I grew up very religious, but not necessarily understanding relationship, Mm. and that that being so religious will have you just doing stuff just cause, and you don't know why you do it. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't really have an answer for why. It's like oh well, my mom said because
0: my mom my mom said (laughs) exactly why. Yeah, I'm Christian. My I believe in God and Jesus and all of that. I just believe in God. I don't know how Mm -hmm. all of it works, but I'm a believer. But primarily because my mom told me. Yeah. Too many things that be happening for me, for me to think it ain't no God. Yeah, God is doing this for yeah. sure, for sure.
1: And because yeah. of that genuine relationship yeah. though, um, I don't get caught up in what other people think about how I should practice or, you know, I've had people even on my platform say, um, you know, but as Christians, as Christians, as Christians. And I say, but I'm called to love everybody. I'm not called to just Christians. The message of redefining wealth and anything else that God puts on my heart is not just for people who look like me, think like me, grew up where I grew up, talk how I talk. My audience is diverse and I receive that. I accept that. I embrace that. And that's the path that I'm on. Now, if God calls you to do something different, worry about you. (laughs) But as for me, right? But, you know, it was probably around... I would say I was like 38. Mm. So about four years ago now where I really started to ask myself more questions about my faith, any practices I have, not just spiritually, but otherwise like, Hmm, I called it a, um, an authentic alignment audit.
0: Yeah. That's good.
1: Authentic alignment. And I kept just going through my life and I used the pillars as a filter and I'm like, are these things still aligned with who I am and where I'm going or am I just doing things? Cause I've always done them.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I do realize that I'm just doing it, what other questions need to come after that? Like, but does this still feel good? Mm-hmm. Does this fit who you are today? Does this fit the woman that you're becoming? Does this fit the type of mother you want to be? Does this fit the type of friend you want to be the leader, the visionary you yeah. want to be? If any answers come up as no, then I'm going to have to make a shift or change adjust something. Some things I get to keep, some things I get to stop, some things I get to improve, whatever it is, but I get to do something different. I don't have to live my life doing what's always been done because I think other people think that that's the right thing for me. I'm out of the just, it's all self-awareness and intellectualizing and all in my head. And I'm more into soul awareness, which what's in my spirit and what feels right for me. Um, and so that's led me to make a lot of shifts and changes in my life. And I think that's why more people aren't asking themselves the question like you did. Yeah. Because if you get an answer, the thing is you get an answer. Yeah. We don't always want Damn. the answer we receive.
0: Facts. So, our, so we talked about you do this with love, self-love, loving others. Mm-hmm. And God, what are some of these questions I'm supposed to be asking myself? <laughs> is, it, is it the same framework you get everybody you showing to do this? Or am I asking a different question because I'm at a different spot? Like, tell walk me through trying to figure myself out.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the first things that you could do is just take note of what agitates you. Okay. Like, what's something that
0: just irritates you? What frustrates you? Like, I don't got no patience. Okay. I don't know if that agitates uh, <laughs> you.
1: You is don't have any patience? General,
0: I got minimum. <laughs> success, love, speed. Give it to me right now. Yeah. Uh, so. I like everything my way.
1: Okay. Let's let's look at it through the lens of a filter. Okay. So let me tell you. So the first pillar of redefining wealth is the fifth pillar. It's about becoming your best self. Fit, F-I-T? F-I-T. Okay. Mentally like and physically. Okay. Got it. Mentally and physically. Okay. So if you say you have a vision for your life and success, love, speed, yeah. and all this yeah. stuff, right? That means you have a duty and responsibility to protect the only vessel you're going to get. Yeah. Is there anything when it comes to your mental or physical well-being that has frustrated you, agitated you, annoyed you, where you are sick and tired to be sick and tired about yourself?
0: Um, I guess my mental... I don't know. I got to really think because I never thought about it that way. I, I'll say this... Uh, I could say something that I stopped, that I need. To, like I used to dream bigger, I used to speak more life. I don't do it as much. I don't know if I'm agitated, but I'm not. I just wish I did. But that it more. brought an
1: awakening. You have, a, you have. A, so awakening means to rise from slumber. Okay. So you may have gotten so busy and so consumed with yep. doing all the things yep. that the thing that really ignited you to begin with, you don't long, no longer make space the for. The
0: thing it. that got me here. The I thing. stopped that, doing it. Okay. Dreaming bigger. I got to speak more life. I don't do it as much as I once was. So
1: so that's the awakening. Got it. Now you get to redefine. Redefining is the second part. Okay. So in redefining, if you were speaking life and dreaming bigger, what does that actually look like for you?
0: That's going to be more money, more opportunity.
1: Not what comes from it. Uh, What does it look like on a daily basis if you were to create the space to do it?
0: Getting up and writing affirmations again was something I used to do when I was broke. When he comes to you, like writing affirmations again. um,
1: What made you stop?
0: I feel like once you get it, you stop it. You know, like my relationship with God is like. It's better when I got leaked, when a lot of stuff is going wrong. I'm like, God can you when it things is, is going it is right, it's like I don't that. even be OG. Oh, gee, I appreciate it. But when things going, oh yeah, let me uh let me tighten this thing up. Yeah. So I think for me it's I guess it's like when you get to something or you do it, it's like, well, I got it. Maybe I don't got to be, what am I doing? Like, I stopped dreaming big. Mm-hmm. I dreamed of all of these things that we're doing and all of this, but I've been in 55 countries. I ain't dreaming or thinking about that no more. My my, my wife, my mom retired. Yeah. Like all all of those things that I was yearning yeah. for yeah. so bad and became obsessed. I got them, but now I stop.
1: And you know what you get to do?
0: Redefine it.
1: And dream a new dream.
0: Yeah, I got to do
1: that. You get to dream a new dream. Yeah. That's what happens to a lot of us. We get so obsessed and focused on an initial dream that when we achieve it, then we just we just out here. Yeah, but true. you literally get to dream a new dream. Yeah. So, yes, that was what you wanted in a season of your life. But now as a father of four. Yeah. Right. And as a husband and all the things that you've created and you've amassed, you get to sit and take the time to intentionally think about, cause now you're not begging. Yeah. Now it's not from a place of like neediness. It's from a place of true just desire. Yeah. And a lot of us stop dreaming when it becomes like it does. it's not a need anymore, right? You've already seen that you have the power to actualize things. So why would you stop doing what you did before? So the awakening is, I don't do that anymore. And the redefining is, what does it look like to actually put that back in my day and be intentional about it? Because I know the power of it. And then the third piece is the actualizing. Who do I need to tell to help hold me accountable? Mm, Who are the people? Like you taught me about the circle of greatness. I remember speaking for you back then, right? So who's in my circle of greatness? Who's in my sphere? Um, Who can hold me accountable to this? Because I understand that every time I awaken to something that's frustrating me, I get to go through the process of removing that. And that's with relationships, that's with environments, that's with attitudes, beliefs, doubts, any of those things. When you feel that agitation, don't just let it be a fleeting thing because a lot of us let it go on and on and on. And then we go, oh, I've been complaining about this or having this challenge for three years, five years, 20 years, 30 years. Okay, but when it first rises up, that's really the pebble. Most of us want a boulder effect, right? Right. Because the pebble is like the first time it agitates you and then you get a rock thrown and you're like, dang, you know, and then we wait for the boulder and most of us are reactive, not proactive. What I'm sharing is a proactive strategy. If you don't do it proactively, it's going to deal with you reactively. You're going to have to react to something that went counter to what you truly desire.
0: Yeah. Jeez. So do this framework in every step, in every st- so every talked, pillar. Uh, that was the self love pillar that we talked about.
1: Self love is more like a general concept that I've just been on. What so, pillar
0: did we just do the that? That
1: was fit pillar.
0: Fit pillar. Fit okay. pillar. Yeah. So you do this across the six pillars too,
1: over and over again.
0: Mm, what's the next pillar? We got fit. people. People. Right, people. Me, so same so, thing. Same thing. Address Fruit. certain relationships. Like, how Fruit. do I get build better relationships with people? What's the framework on Be
1: that? honest with yourself first. Okay. You build better relationships when you can really hold space for radical honesty. Because we can't really say we love people if we're not willing to be honest with them. Not just about what they do, but about how what they do impacts us. And I think when we get, no, I don't think. I know that when we become more radically honest and we can give voice to our truth, we give people an opportunity to truly love us, to truly support us, to truly encourage and engage with us. But when we're being fake about what our real needs are, because we're trying to people please and walk on eggshells and, you know, tap dance around issues. We really have this like root of like unforgiveness and bitterness and all this stuff. People can't please us. They can't really connect with us because we're putting a wall up, but the wall is there also because we're dishonest. So when we're honest with ourselves and we can say, like I've had to say in many relationships over these last several years, it's been like, you know, I'm sorry that I created a space that gave you the impression that it was okay to treat me mm. like X, Y, Z. It's not even always the worst, but it's just something that I don't like. Yeah. So why do I have to walk around all the time, you know, like ugh, ugh, agitate like, oh, here she go. Here he come. Uh, like, I don't have to do that. Yeah. I can really create space to have a better relationship with you if I'm first honest, Yeah. personally and professionally. So for me, it's look like not just setting boundaries, but enforcing them. Mm. Um, it's look like, you know, having uncomfortable conversations with people and not being attached to their response to it. You know, I'm not gonna tiptoe around and him and ha because I'm not sure if you're gonna like what I said. I have to say it. People. Yeah, because you can do that with it. love. Yeah,
0: I ain't, I be letting stuff slide. and I'm like, man, why not? I just got to say this to you.
1: Yeah, because, because we think that mm. being clear is confrontational. Yeah. You know, and we make confrontation such a bad thing. Yeah. It's really not. Sometimes when we liberate ourselves, we're going to liberate others in the process. They're going to be free to be like, well, now that we're here um also I feel like you haven't been da 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 da, da. Yeah. and we get to hold space for them to do that because how much more intimate and genuine can a relationship be when everybody is just saying more of what they need to say
0: yeah oh I don't think I've been a great communicator over the years with just certain It's like even what like you say now my wife I should I need to communicate things better to her like similar to what you said mm-hmm. you could do the same to me I, like I did something the other day. She said, I don't like how that made me feel. All right, noted. Won't do it again. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have known that if you didn't say that. So, Good for her. Yeah, so.
1: Especially as a woman Yeah. where I'm going to assume that you're the breadwinner because you said you retired your wife, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of women in particular kind of get bullied in to just being quiet and getting along to go along when they're in situations where the husband is the breadwinner.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: because-
0: Bully don't, so like you, you Not gotta, by you. No, meaning like you gotta deal with what I'm saying because I make the money.
1: Because here. you make the money. Got and it. so because a lot of girlfriends and sisters and mothers and other women will say, well, girl, you lucky. At least you don't have to go do this. At yeah. least you that. That plays a psychological game where where you start to go, well, I should just be grateful. So I'm not gonna speak up and say, Neo, I don't like how that made me feel. Yeah. Now that does show that you guys have a great relationship that she felt comfortable enough to say, hey, check this out, right? Yeah. But I could Almost tell you, again. listen, y'all can comment right now and tell me if I'm lying. How many times if you've been in this scenario where it's like, I just have to go along with it despite how it makes me feel. Mm -hmm. Many of us have been raised and groomed to dismiss and diminish our feelings Mm -hmm. in favor of the facts. And the facts are, well, you don't make the money, so you got to just allow any old thing. That's not true. Yeah. And it it says a lot, again, that she was able to say that to you and you could receive it.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm working on becoming better. You know, it's funny. I didn't learn nothing about love language. I wish i known stuff earlier. I learned about love language a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Just got marriage coaching a couple years. I'm like, damn, if I would have did that sooner, I would have been a better person because I would have learned. Yeah. Like, I've never known all the stuff you teach me. I don't know nothing about redefining it, actualizing it. <laughs> this seems like some good stuff you got to do with yourself. Cause I don't like, I I don't think I know myself as you talk about all this stuff. You begin
1: to, when you keep asking those questions, I I know myself more at 42 years old today than I ever have. I also love myself more, I'm more accepting of myself. I can show myself more grace. Um, There are just so many things about doing this work that have just literally, I mean, revolutionized who I am personally and professionally. And now I'm in a space neo where it's not about what you think. It's not about what my mama thinks. Yeah. It's not about what another soul thinks because at the end of the day, I came into this world by myself. I got leave. By my my soul's evolution is my responsibility and I'm leaving this world by myself and ultimately I got to sleep with me every day. Yeah. So me Disguising, diminishing, you know, dismissing what I feel, what I want, what I desire, what feels right for me to the benefit of everyone else. The Mm. only people who are upset when you start to evolve are the people who benefited from you not knowing who you were.
0: Ooh. That's good. Those are the only people. The
1: only people. Look at the
0: camera. They got (laughs) to hear
1: that. The only people who are upset when you begin to evolve are the people who benefited from you not knowing who you really were. Because no one who truly loves you wants to see you cower to the greatness in you. Nobody who truly loves you wants that. Yeah. There are people who think they love you and there are people who love you for what you can do for them, Mm. for how you can show up for them, for how you make them look. But if they loved you like unconditional love genuinely, then they're happy to see the evolution, even if that evolution cuts them off from certain parts of what they used to receive from you.
0: That's good. Wow. Powerful, man. Yeah, you 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 awakening me, redefining <laughs> some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Any other pillar that you think, is there any pillar more important there, or this is just a holistic approach you got to go through every single one of them?
1: You have to go through all of it Yeah. because they build upon each other. So you start to get clear in one pillar and it reinforms why you need to redefine in another pillar. So transformation is not a one-time thing. Yeah, that's a this fact. Is a, this is a journey. A lifelong. This, journey. It's a lifelong thing. I check in with the pillars regularly. I do this authentic alignment audit. I'm always in it. My calendar is set up by the pillars. The way I teach and speak are by pillars. Like you could look at my phone right now and you're gonna see that it was faith, you know, fit, like all, all the things. Yeah. It's, it's a way of life for me. It's just, it's in me.
0: Let me ask you this though. I feel like if you struggling, you going through some stuff, it's hard to focus on all of that stuff. You trying to figure out how to get some money. How are you talking to that person that's like Patrice? Like, pillars sound amazing, Mm -hmm.
1: but
0: I'm broke, I ain't got it. I'm trying,
1: yeah, I'm on
0: grind mode. So,
1: and the thing is, you still think it's about the money, yeah. And I'm still gonna say, I'm not saying that you have to spend all your days, you know, considering the pillars, yeah. I'm just saying, you can even be like. Okay, I'm saying that I really need to grind. I need this money. If I got the job right now, am I physically fit enough to do it? Mm. Like when I wasn't working, I was still taking care of myself and learning different things about what my body needed. Because when I go to events and I speak and I do stuff, I'm in the back of the room. I'm hugging everybody. I'll stand for two hours, three hours, sign books, talk to people, all that. How can I say that this is the dream that I have for myself if physically I could not even maintain it? Mm. We praying for stuff. That mentally and physically, we're not even prepared to hold. Mm. So while you are working on the money stuff, what's wrong with going for a walk? What's wrong with taking a a nap sometimes? What's wrong with paying attention to what you're putting in your body? Mm. Those are things that you're going to need to fuel what you say you want anyway. You got to fuel the dream. So it's not separate from the dream. It's literally like, this is what I say I want. So what am I willing to do in this area of my life, in this area of my life, What did we say at the beginning? There's always someone watching who has the power to bless you. Yes. But who are they watching you be? Yes. Sometimes we're so focused on the money, 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 money that we're not honoring the relationships that are right around us. What if somebody is right under your nose? You've known them for years. There's someone on my team right now. I've known her for years. Right. And it wasn't until we finally had a conversation about what her true like like gifts and talents were It was like oh my God, I need you. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, I need you. Right. And then we could come together. Now I know what I was praying for and she was praying for something. Working on yourself though, and me working on the people pillar and how I show up for pillar could never take away from the money that I say I desire. I'm still right. I've, I've rebuilt, like you said, a couple times, I'm in a season of having to really rebuild because now I'm divorced and Lots of financial things came with the divorce and yeah. the separation. My net worth got cut in half. Yeah. Stuff that I've been working on and building for years
0: how is, is gone. How do you feel about that? Because I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, I can't imagine what I'm making and somebody had to take half of that.
1: Mm.
0: I was I was sitting, I'm like, wait, tell me you would get half. Like, I couldn't fathom it. So I'm just wondering, how do people get through? Now, I feel You, you a boss, so you, you, you gotta go get some coins. But I'm like, how do it still don't matter? Nobody want to just rebuild. I don't want to rebuild, Patricia. You know how you talk about losing (laughs) it and getting it back. I honestly, not trying to do that. No, nobody's trying trying to do that. Power like, I, like my story, kicked out of high school, college, fired from 10. That's the, I want to leave it there. I don't want to say, yo, I lost it all, had to go bankrupt, had, and if it happened, God forbid, yeah, but like. Well, but this is why you're
1: working on the pillars.
0: The pillars. Yeah. The,
1: but this is why, right? Yeah. You don't want to have that experience. So you're working on the people pillar. You're making sure that your marriage is intact. You're yeah. doing the things, the marriage counseling, the whatever, the the being vulnerable, yeah. the listening, the the honoring, which those things contribute to why you hopefully will never, ever have to experience that. Not yeah. because of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we talked about before we even start recording just relationships and wanting to build genuine partnerships and and friendships before you partner and like all those things that is going to contribute to that money pillar. Yeah, Cause if that's in order and you have that genuine friendship with folks, it it all comes together. Um, but I will say, you know, what did I start with? Start this by saying everything is seasonal. It's a season. Mm -hmm. So this hasn't been an easy season, but it's a season. I believe that eyes have not seen ears have not heard. Like, the best of who Patrice Washington was created to be has not been seen yet. Mm. And that's just the, I feel that like in every fiber of my being, I have had great success and, you know, I've been on all the things I've done all the things and that's been wonderful. Um, But that is a fraction of what is coming. Mm. And so even being Mm. in this season is like, okay.
0: Part of the process.
1: What I'm going to do, make my mantras, affirmations, declarations. I'm going to, allow myself to dream a new dream. Mm. I'm going to keep doing the things. A part of the new dream, I'll tell you. So coming out of having to lay off my 16 team members back then, that was very traumatizing. Mm -hmm. It was very traumatizing. And for years I would say things like, I don't want a big team. I just want to be a lifestyle entrepreneur. I don't want to be responsible for all these people. It's too much pressure is this is that. And I still I mean, I created a multiple seven figure business and somehow because I'm still trying to figure out how I've done all these things with a skeleton crew. Right. Um, amazing people, though, who have supported me. But recently I started to see what it could really be. And I'm like, if I could do what I've done, um, feeling how I felt. And being in a relationship that didn't always truly support me, Mm. um, support who I was becoming, and like all of these things, what could happen with the awakening that I've had Mm. and the way that I now move more authentically um, and the impact that I know I'm called to have, in particular on women who are pivoting, transitioning, not just in relationships, but just in life, right? And uncertain of their steps, like, what could I really do knowing the magnitude of who I really am and who, how other people have always seen me, but I see myself differently. Oh, I'm going for it. Mm. I'm going for eight figures. I've been seven figures for a minute. Like, and it was good. It was comfortable. It was like, this is what I know to do. I can make it happen. But now I'm like clarifying roles and, Mm. you know, bringing on team members and doing, doing it the way, I'm not afraid like I was after losing everything in 2008. And it took me 15 years to heal like some of those things but i don't know
0: is it the pillars too like how do you heal faster like
1: i think healing is even a journey i think there's so many parts that i have healed but healing is an evolution i think you're always peeling back the layers and sometimes you can't see that that's the thing that kept you playing small Mm. like even when you said i'm not dreaming big enough yeah there's something else going on in your experience that's keeping it to like, and you've amassed great success, and yet you know deep down there's something more, but you don't know that missing piece. I
0: feel like I'm at the bottom. Like, yeah. I got a lot of work to do.
1: Yeah, you don't know that missing piece, but as you ask yourself the questions, I believe it just it keeps coming. Like you ask better questions, and you meet people, you see things, you have conversations, life is always speaking to us. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's powerful. So I'm assuming we're going to have a new book coming out soon. We are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I look forward. How many books you have now? Five. Five, Five time off. <laughs> wow. I, I know I, I probably got a couple of them. <laughs> Five is crazy. So hey, I just want to say thank you for coming on today. And uh, I learned a lot. I got to go through. I got to go through your program. I got to go through. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's funny. You know, people will call this fluff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. But I think it's the to real learn work yourself. It no, that is the real work. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and it, you can't really do this overnight, though. This this a I feel like this a lifetime type of.
1: I have clients that on. get rapid success in different things, yes. right? So I don't want to make it sound like because obviously I've accomplished all these things since yeah. then. You will get success. You'll continue to see you know things and have wins and all of that stuff. That's a given, but. I do think in this this like hustle grind mentality that a lot of us have, and in the you know the Instagram YouTube age, if I could just look something up, yeah. you can look things up all day long. But you and I are both coaches, and you know, you can tell people the same thing fifteen times, and if there's something going on with them that blocks them from receiving it, they're not going to be able to apply it. You teach programs, you lead programs, you have some people that can. Take the information and run with it, and then you have some people who will sit there and hear the exact same thing, and then they'll be like, "But what about, but how come?" Well, for me, I'm different. Well da 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 da. that's not because we ain't teaching, good friend. Mm. That's self-like discovery that needs to happen. That's them needing to go through these different things and start to ask, "Why do I always do that? Yeah. Why do I keep making things harder than it needs to be? Why do I complicate everything?" Why? Like you have to ask yourself If you don't ask yourself You're going to run from program to program Teacher to teacher, guru to guru And nothing is going to change for you mm. And that's what I'm trying to get people to see I'm with all of it I'm with event spaces I'm with ATMs yeah. I'm, with, I'm with real estate I'm with whatever is going to build wealth for you I, Because all of these things can make millions of dollars We both know that yeah. However, why can't you receive it? Because you have some work to do on you Mm. And what I do is fill in the gap. So for all my my friends that do things like you, I'm the other part of what your people need. Because mm. if they don't understand why things are not clicking for them, I help agitate and ask those questions that make them start to peel back the layers so they can receive what you're teaching.
0: It's like, it's like, yo, you can't go learn how to make this money if you can't even believe in yourself. We got to fix that problem first. I could show you all day how to go make some money, but if you ain't believe, don't got no work ethic, don't.
1: Your relationships don't are trash.
0: Relationships People
1: don't trash. trust you. Yeah. You don't trust people. You yeah. can't set and enforce boundaries.
0: Yeah. You're tired. You're worn out. How you, you set and enforce boundaries? what that mean?
1: When I see something, a behavior, a pattern, a habit, something that someone around me is doing that just doesn't work for me, like it doesn't work. I'll share with them this doesn't, you know, work for me. (laughs) Like this doesn't work for me. Yeah, but the thing is a lot of us will say that to people but then we don't enforce it. And people, um, especially when they've been accustomed to doing, saying, behaving however they want to, just because you say it, that don't mean they are gonna change it. Yeah. So when it comes to enforcing, sometimes you have to remove yourself. If you're willing to repeat it, repeat it but also just like, you know, be clear that if you continue to do something that I've shared with you um, triggers me or really upsets my spirit or just does not allow me to feel safe, then when you continue to do that, you're giving me permission to release you from my life. Mm, wow. I'm not gonna keep forcing being in relationship with someone who's clearly heard what I've said and has made a decision to not honor that. Wow. I'm not going to keep going back and forth with you because I have other pillars to work on. Ooh,
0: Jeez. That's powerful. Hey, if you... No, I can't follow up at that. P, lead it, lead, let everybody know, leave them with a word of wisdom and how they can uh, connect with you. Thank you so much for being here, too.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. This was so good.
0: It was. I've, this was this one Listen. of my favorite episodes. <laughs> and, I, and I love talking about money. We ain't talking about it It's fun money. So this is good. But...
1: The conversation will help people make more get money. money.
0: A lot of money. It is. If you could figure, get all yeah, of this right.
1: If you work it through it. Yeah. But, um, well, you can find out about all things Patrice Washington at PatriceWashington.com. I really suggest you come over and take the Redefining Wealth quiz mm. because it's going to help you figure out exactly which pillar you need to begin this journey with. And also give you some action steps and some ideas, thoughts, things to consider for how you start implementing and actualizing this in your life and on instagram i'm at seek uh so follow me tag me hit me up
0: listen y'all that's episode i'm this is one of my favorite episodes i learned the whole lot i'm about to go redefine myself redefine my wealth redefine everything so y'all make sure y'all follow my sister once again PatriceWashington.com. We'll support her book, too. Go get all five of them, y'all. <laughs> Show love and just tap in whatever she got going on, y'all. So thank y'all. we we'll see you on the next episode.